And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's totally terrific, totally transforming, and totally triumphant Tuesday as we find unity from the Father through the Son and by the Holy Spirit, all for the glory of God Almighty. First, reliability. That characteristic is hard to find in people and sometimes even in ourselves. Consistent, dependable, steadfast, unswerving, and faithful. If only there were someone on the planet who could always exhibit these qualities and that person was willing to hang out with us. Wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't that be Jesus? Oh, yeah, right. Next, there is a distaste for many displays of repulsive sins by people. The problem for Christians is that we often treat these public sins with more disgust than we do with people's hidden sins. But the biblical reality is that people are still redeemable even if their lifestyles are unacceptable. So we tackle, with a little wisdom, one of these groups. Of course, not every one of our segments is flowers and candy. Sorry. And finally, faith is critical to our Christian walk. We even call our belief the Christian faith. But at times, our faith is spread out too wide. We have faith, but it operates more like a shotgun spread when it needs to be something more specific by the way of targeting. Sometimes a sniper style of faith is more beneficial. So we examine where to put our target for faith. It's simpler, it's easier, and it's extremely effective. So, bang. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oive. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. And when you do, it will be Amazing Jen that will answer the phone and your life will become amazing. There you go. That's good. That's not bad. That's not bad. No. Okay. That's not bad. Here's the bottom line. You might uh, have a question, a thought, a comment. You might have a prayer request or a praise report. You might have an answer to Bible trivia. Ooh, here we go. Bible trivia. Jesus was crucified at the third hour. What time was that by our clock? He was crucified at the third hour. What time is that by our clock? 
Okay, we'll just leave it there. If you think you know the answer, you can call in at 972-445-0770, or you can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org, which leads us to our website, hemustincrease.org. Website, hemustincrease.org, hemustincrease.org. Email david at hemustincrease.org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. Okay, dokie, you got people calling in, so that's good. I do want to remind everybody that any topic is open for conversation because it's not professional radio. It is not professional radio. I just want to repeat that in case you guys missed this. It is not professional radio. It's just radio. It's a cross between Steve Martin and John Hannity and focus on the family. So we hope you enjoy the David Spoon experience. It's a little it's a little nutty, but it's fun, too. It's got that to it. All right, so we do have somebody that wants to answer the question, so I guess I'm getting ready to lean over. Here we go. 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 This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How was your weekend? How was your time? Did you have a decent one? Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. How about you? You know, I got to tell you, it was it was a really nice weekend. So Noelle and I, we the weekend before was uh, supposed to be our anniversary, and she was she didn't feel real good. So we just kind of oh. pushed it pushed it back till this last weekend, and we did something we haven't done in ages. We got barbecue ribs. Oh, it was so good. Awesome. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> and then uh, yesterday she had to go to work. I didn't have to go to work, so I was just like. I was just, like, uh, relaxing. And it was really a nice weekend. I really enjoyed it. I mean, I'm probably behind now, but, nah, it was okay. It was worth it. So it was good. Thank <laughs> well, you for great. asking. great. I'm glad to hear that. Um, and happy belated anniversary. I didn't even know. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's very nice of you to say that. All right. So I can only have you answer this part because there's two other trivia questions that are closely connected. So I, I bet you understand that. But Jesus was crucified at the third hour, so what time was that? Would that be like 3 p.m.? Okay, and you got to back up. The first hour is at 6 p.m. or 6 a.m. So what would be the what would be the third hour? If a 6 a.m. is the th- first hour, what would be the third hour? You got 6 9 a.m. That is correct, Amanda. Yet another reason my wife will give you for saying waking up early is not great. <laughs> I'm just telling you. <laughs> just telling David, you. can I ask you a question? Sure, sure. Uh, sure. What would you say to someone? Um, okay, a man asked me, um, Jesus, I mean, not Jesus, God knows is all-knowing, so he knows how everything turns out, right? Correct, correct. But at the same time, he gave us all free will. Correct. And he asked me, how can God be all-knowing and not knowing at the same time? Uh, so there, there, that's the assumption that he didn't know what those free will choices would be, and that would be incorrect. So here's here's the, the way that we understand it. And this is probably one of the, the – so bizarre that in my devotions, this was part of my devotions today. So I always think that that's something that the Lord set up, right? So – how it works is in and especially in Timothy chapter three, you get to see it says those that name the name of the Lord should depart from iniquity. 
Okay, that's from our side of things. But before that, it says the Lord knows those that are his. So he knows who's his, but he doesn't tell us who's his. So we're operating in that free will capacity because we don't know. But the omniscience of God knows what those free will decisions are going to be and has made his plans accordingly. That's how you go back to the garden and you think, well, how did God, you know, Adam and Eve had free will and they chose to sin, but God already had a plan in place. It's just that he still gave them that opportunity to exercise that free will. He doesn't negate their free will. He in a nice way, he works around our free will to get done what he wants to get done. So God's oh, perspective, okay. yeah, God's perspective, he knows, but the big thing is he ain't telling. <laughs> okay, that's the thing to remember. And then <laughs> awesome. in our perspective, okay. we're clueless. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'll you definitely tell him that. You got it. And he tell him he can call and ask any other questions he wants. I'm right here. <laughs> okay, thank you. Have a good day. All right, thanks. God bless. Bye-bye. Right. There you go. Now, I, I get in a lot of trouble with some uh, theologians, but they'd be wrong because that's really the right answer. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. God knows he just not telling. It's like that's just the best line. I will give Gene Edwards the credit for that. Gene Edwards wrote the, the book A Tale, uh, a Tale of Three Kings and Letters to a Devastated Christian and Divine Romance, but it was still good. That's all I'm saying. All right, uh, let me get into that great question, by the way. You guys are always welcome to ask questions. Sometimes I can answer them like that. Sometimes I can't. can only do the best we can. I do want to talk to you about this one thing in 1 Corinthians 1.9. It says this, God is faithful. By him you were called into fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. One of the most amazing things and something that happened today that just irritated me and I had to kind of, I literally had to shut, shut the thing off is we are called into fellowship with the Father, we are called into fellowship with the Son, we are called into fellowship with the Holy Spirit. All of those are straight out of Scripture. You don't fellowship with the Holy Spirit and not fellowship with the Father and the Son. You don't fellowship with the Father and not fellowship with the— you know what I'm saying? You, when you fellowship with one, you fellowship with all. But there's distinctions in the sense of when we fellowship with the Holy Spirit, there's a greater sensitivity uh, to us listening. We fellowship with the Son. You acknowledge you can understand that fellowship through Jesus as you are communing with him and recognizing, reflecting on all that he said. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. And then you can also, it's the same thing with the Father through his word. But what bugs me is that people are misunderstanding that we're supposed to hang out with God and have fellowship. What, what drives me nuts is this. When it says to fellowship with the Lord, it doesn't mean that you go and uh, buy a cup of coffee and, uh, and then God will show up and just sit down with you and coffee. He's already there. The universal presence of God is any, everywhere. What we don't understand is that it's the manifested presence of God that we're looking for. And when we fellowship with God, we're tuning out our little distractionary life and tuning into his continual kingdom life and connecting with that. And we need to be aware that fellowship, that in that fashion, breaks down to the most simplistic points. When you have fellowship with somebody, they talk to you and you talk to them. They talk to you, and you talk to them. You pray to God, he talks to you. You pray to God, he talks to you through his word. He talks to you through his Holy Spirit. He talks to you through different people. He talks to you. That's part of the fellowship. It's all part and parcel together, and we are supposed to fellowship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And in doing that, we just increase our sensitivity to the world of God versus the world of man. That's the focus, okay?
Okay. All right, we're going to take our break there and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. On God Country, Texas, 770 KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? Get up! And the expression of faith and the results of that expression of faith and that, and, and Jairus responding to ignoring what they had to say, not being afraid, having just a little bit of faith, the results were astonishment that God's workings were so clearly manifest. But I will say this, and I, I don't have any problem saying this, sometimes you got to just change the atmosphere. Oh, that's not that's not biblical. Jesus kicked them out because they were all naysayers. That's not a that's not a promotion of positive thinking and positive saying. It is a promotion of you're either going to have faith or if you're going to have fear, go over in the other room, get out. Because we need people to have faith. So he clears the air. They make he makes this bold proclamation. She gets up and watch this. This is something that I, I'm telling you. I'm getting this as I'm telling it to you how Jesus not just raised her from the dead, but then he's ministering to her afterwards. It's not over. The miracle's done. Jesus has gone off on the white horse and is never coming back. He's having her taken care of after she's raised from the dead. He keeps going because Jesus cares about how we're doing. It's not a one and done. That's the old. That's the old uh, uh, evangelist thing. You you blow into town. You blow in. You blow up. You blow out. <laughs> that's not how Jesus did it. He stuck around. He helped. And the parents and the disciples. Can you imagine the amazement? I think the disciples had a little bit more prep, right? Hanging out with Jesus a little, right? But could you imagine Jairus and his wife going, "Okay, what just happened?" Your life changed. That's what just happened. It'll never be the same. You'll never be able to deny deny that Jesus Christ completely rearranged your entire universe. There's some of you out there, you need him to do that. You need to change your atmosphere. You need to you need to ignore what other people are saying. You need to stand firm in your faith. You need to stop being afraid, stop being immobilized, and you need to clear the air and trust and believe God for an incredible miracle that will change life. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I just switched my joke at the last minute. <laughs> I told Jennifer, it's not a good joke. And I thought, you know what? I got a whole nother list. So I'm, I am changing my joke. Before we get to that, though, we do have our trivia question, our next trivia question. I'm having fun already. I like having fun. Okay, here you go. Here you go. What came over all the land from the sixth hour to the ninth hour during the crucifixion? 
what came over all the land from the sixth hour to the ninth hour during the crucifixion. If you think you know, you can call in 972-445-0770. And yes, this is connected to what uh, Deborah had uh, answered. Uh, and then also you can uh, text in 214-210-8483. And then you can also send an email at david at he must increase dot org. Okay? All right. I'm gonna go with I think I think I have redeemed myself. <laughs> Jennifer, Jennifer doesn't know. She's waiting. <laughs> She's just like, we'll see, buddy. We'll see. So she she knows what's good and what's not good. Okay, ready? <laughs> this is Morris and Esther. There's a little bit of Jewish in her. Okay? All right. Morris and his wife Esther went to the state fair every year, and every year Morris would say, Esther, I would like to ride the helicopter. Esther always replied. I know, Morris, but the helicopter ride is $50, and $50 is $50. One year, Esther and Morris went to the ferry. Morris said, Esther, I'm 85 years old. If I don't ride that helicopter, I will never get another chance. Esther replied, Morris, the helicopter is $50, and $50 is $50. The pilot overheard the couple and said, folks, I'll make you a deal. I'll take you both of you for a ride. If you can stay quiet for the entire ride and not say a word, I won't charge you. But if you say one word, it's $50. Morris and Esther agreed, and then they went. The pilot did all kinds of fancy maneuvers, but not a word was heard. He did his daredevil tricks over and over again. Not a word. When they landed, the pilot turned to Morris and said, By golly, I did everything I could could to get you to yell out, but you didn't. I'm impressed. Morris replied, well, to tell you the truth, I almost said something when Esther fell out. But, you know, $50 is $50. (laughs) That's a pretty good one, right? $50. She's just thinking around. Oh, right. (laughs) But $50 is $50. Okay. 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 Uh, Trivia question. Uh. Somebody always somebody's uh, I guess they're calling in now. Fifty dollars is fifty dollars. What came over the land from the sixth hour to the ninth hour? Uh fifty dollars is fifty dollars. We have somebody calling in. I'm assuming they're gonna want to answer that and because we've got to move on to the next. Yes, yes, here we go. All right, we're leaning over. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Uh Roger again. Hi, Roger again. How are you? I'm doing okay. Great to hear your voice. And the answer is darkness. That is correct, Amundo! (laughs) The answer is darkness. Now, you can't say anything else because I got one more trivia question that's closely connected to the last two. So I'm not going to talk anymore about that one. But that's right. Darkness was from was covering yeah. the territory from from that time from the sixth yeah. hour to the ninth hour. Excellent. Did you know right away, Roger? Again, did you just absolutely? Oh, I know that one. Yeah, I, I got that right. All away. right. Good job. Buddy. I didn't have to even look. What? That's that's a good good work, my friend. You are a blessing Listen, and a delight, by the way. The, am I getting clear today? Yes, you're clear, and I can hear you. Yeah, I got away from all buildings, and I'm not on speaker, so that might help. I believe you are correct. That is the way to do that, to get away from... 
<laughs> Get away from everything and don't be on speaker is the way to sound clear. That is correct. Right. All right. Good so, job, uh, Roger. <laughs> I, I wanted to. I wanted to test the waters. Yeah. So good job that, on that. <laughs> uh, we're we're gonna get this technology right one of these days. You are <laughs> one of these days. That's right. <laughs> it's it's radio. We'll figure this out. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> good and, job. And your uh, your joke was just wrong. Uh, just I know wrong that was bad, right? Level. That was bad. That was funny though. Huh? That was funny. <laughs> It was wrong, but it was funny. It, it was just too wrong. No, I mean, come on. Oh. I can't. You cracked me up so bad that I, I had to pull over. Well, you keep, and uh, you and keep. I don't. I don't. I don't talk while I drive anyway. And I pulled over. It's almost. It's fields all around me. So I figured this was the best spot. To test my theory about not being around any buildings or anything, and get it off a speaker, and we're we're gonna get this right one of these days. Yeah, you got well. That's because you're outstanding in your field. Yeah, <laughs> See, you get that. No. Okay. <laughs> All right, my I, friend. Uh, <laughs> I got a one little thing. Uh, you know, faith takes work. And works takes faith. Oh, that's good. I like that. Faith takes works. Yeah. Works takes faith. That's good. Good job. All right, my brother. We are on to the next this, segment. I appreciate this it. This my little tidbit for today. Uh, that's great. I got so many up my sleeve, you couldn't stand them all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you call tomorrow. <laughs> we'll see you later. All right. God bless. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. See, that's us. We do jokes. We do tidbits. We also do critiques of jokes, apparently. <laughs> so, okay. All right. So here's an area that nobody's going to want to talk about. Got to talk about. Sorry. Uh, so many of you know I am not a public fan. If you've listened to our Phil uh, and some of our Phil stuff, you know I'm not a public fan of many of the public sins that take place. But I do want to say something, and I do think the church does Kind of a poor job in this. Just my opinion. Not trying to freak out or anything like that. But I want to make sure you understand where I'm coming from so that there's never a question. So in regards to the LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ society, or uh, as we uh, mostly uh, know them as the Society of Homosexuals who have stolen the symbol of God's promise to Noah, which makes no sense to anybody on the planet who's a Christian, right? It's not all-inclusive. There are primary colors. But anyway, the, the, the element that I do want to bring up in that is it's easy, even for myself, to be exceedingly sarcastic going down this road. But I do want to point something out that not many people are willing to talk about, and that is homosexuality is uh, not any more of a sin than adultery. Okay, I know, I know, oh, oh, I know, but but Dave, people who commit adultery don't go doing all this. Yeah, I know, but it's not that it's a worse sin. Adultery is also a pollution on the land. So is murder, so is lying. All of those things are a pollution on the land. And I don't care whether there's nine people in a Supreme Court that say something is legal or not. Legal and moral or legal and biblically correct are not the same thing. So who cares about that? It means nothing. 
Okay, we can disagree, but we don't have to despise every single element of people that are like that. Now, having said that, I have gay relatives. Guess what? I don't agree with them. I don't support them. I don't hate them. The only time I enter into the realm of quote unquote hate is when the person is being absolutely jerky. (laughs) It's got nothing to do with anything other than the person being jerky. And it's just like, ah, it drives me nuts, right? Because they're just being jerky. What I want to point out is the government has threatened to reduce the tax status of churches uh, if they don't buy in and accept homosexuality. And you know what the answer is? Then get rid of the tax exemption status because in order to compromise for financial gain is a sin, period. And when the church takes a position of, well, we're going to do this because we don't want to lose our tax status, then they're willing to do those things in disobedience to God in order to have favor with man. Well, that's wrong. It's just wrong. The problem is that Sometimes in the church, it's kind of like the political fight. If you're on the left or the right and you're deeply on the left or the right, you can't stand the people that are on the opposite side of you. I'm not sure that's the direction that Christians are supposed to walk in. I'm not convinced that we're supposed to have this I can't stand you attitude. I do think that when people are caught in sin or in sin, that it is the job of people that love them to point that out and to let them know that there's freedom and deliverance for that. But then again, some people will never surrender to the truth and will never acknowledge their sinfulness. But the thing that bugs me a little is that everybody's willing to talk about some public sins but not others. It's just as evil to break apart marriages by being sexually unfaithful, period. That is true for adults and for children and everybody involved. And we ought to recognize that. Sin has serious consequences. All sin. You say, well, Dave, you can say any of those sins will send us to hell? Yes. I thought there were seven deadly. There's seven trillion deadly sins. Every person, every seven billion. That'd be one person on the planet all over, right? <laughs> seven billion people. And in other words, there's all, every sin is deadly because it'll separate you from God for eternity if you're not under the redeeming work of Jesus Christ. So that is just a reality check in life. It's all wrong. Okay? All right. You're listening to the David Twin Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Going to take a short break, then come back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. 
No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. Who is David Spoon? We have on the line Tina from Elko. And Tina, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you doing today? What, I am doing great. One, the, is this the first time you've heard the show? No, I listen to you every time I get into my car when I leave my job. Ah, awesome. Thank you very much. Is there anything that we can be praying for just to be in agreement with you regarding anything that the Lord's working on in you? Yeah, there okay. is. Okay, fire away. Um, first of all, I'd like to see my family's hearts turned. Second of all, I am not putting God first and... I'm not being obedient in certain ways. Let me sum it up a little bit. I have a boyfriend. Okay. I should answer it. So I really need prayer to get back on track with God. Okay. Let me pray with you, okay? Okay. Thank you. All right. Let's pray. Lord, we just come before you right now, and we lift up Tina to you, and we ask you right now in the name of Jesus that uh, first and foremost, you would work on her family's hearts, that uh, there'd be a softening, and that there'd be a grace and a mercy given uh, to the family and uh, between the relationship that Tina has with the family, and we just pray that your mercy would prevail, and we just pray that you would encourage her. Instead of this being a discouragement, let this become an encouragement that she is a daughter of the Most High seeking out help from her Heavenly Father. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Let's get ready for our next trivia question. Now, we have done this on purpose, as you guys could probably figure it out. So the first question that we asked had to do with Jesus being crucified. And we asked that question, you know, it was at the third hour. And we, so we said, what time is that? And then Deborah called in and then Deborah got, you know, we got, got her to the point where it was like, okay, that's 9 a.m. Okay. 9 a.m. Okay. Got that. Right. Third hour, 9 a.m. Then we asked that question. How long was the darkness? I mean, what was going on? Or what, what was it that, that, that happened for three hours? That was the darkness. And that started at the sixth hour and went to the ninth hour. Okay, so okay, so here's the math. How many hours did Jesus hang on the cross? Based on those answers that we already talked about, how many hours did Jesus hang on the cross? Okay, that's the question. If you think you know the answer, you call in. Not, and so your answer, by the way, is in Mark. You know, it's in the Gospel of Mark in case you're trying to figure out, well, where is it? It's going to be in Mark 15. 
Uh, so I'm just giving you the math kind of equations to it. Uh, if you think you know the answer, then you can call in 972-445-0770, or you can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david, at he must increase dot org. Okay. Anything else I got to do? I can't remember. My brain is just like... <laughs> As my mom used to say, I was going to write you a letter, but I couldn't spell. That's <laughs> funny. If you go to voice recognition in your text and you go, then it doesn't come up with anything. <laughs> I always thought that was funny. All right, we do have history that we're going to do. And uh, so uh, we're going to do history. Let's go ahead and play our history. Let's go live Okay, uh, happy Rosh Hashanah, by the way, for those that are following. It's the Feast of Trumpets. I want everybody to know uh, it's the new year. Uh, I will let Sam call in and tell us which year it is because I got it wrong last year. <laughs> I'm going to let him call in and tell us. It's also neither rain nor snow day, which is originally you would think, well, gosh, that's uh, got to be from our New York Post Office. And that's true. It is from the 1914 New York Post Office. Uh, James A. Farley Post Office Building put that up there. But the words go all the way back, all the way as early as uh, 500 B.C. So just be careful. It's not exactly. Uh, it's a brilliant American thing. Okay. Here's some things that you guys might really want to appreciate. Today is National Salami Day. Salami? Salami. Do you like salami? Do you like uh, pepperoni, salami, any of that stuff? Yeah, it's yeah. okay. I mean, it's all right, it's right? It's all right. Not, yeah, I'll eat it it's if not I'm like hungry. Corn, it's not corned beef, though. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just like, oh, my goodness. All right. Uh, today is also on this day in 1971. For those that want to cry, don't be so upset. It was the, uh, the day that the Beverly Hillbillies aired its final episode on, on this day. <laughs> that's, that's just <laughs> so good right there. Aww. Aww. <laughs> Aww. Poor, poor Jed. Yeah. In fact, we were watching some show, and Max Bear was in the show. That's the guy who was Jethro. And it was just like, is that Jethro? We had to look it up, and it was. It was like, wow, I was just really surprised. Uh, 1979, ESPN, before they destroyed all sports by becoming politically correct, uh, was the first sports cable network make its debut. I did watch the opening of that where the the sign fell down on Chris Berman. That was kind of funny. Um, I will make this as a joke, and the other one is serious. 1993, on this day, the Chevy Chase show started. And this day, six weeks later, the Chevy Chase. I know it didn't last very long, did it? Six weeks. No. Six weeks. Wow, that's longer than I thought it was. Yeah, six lasted. weeks. Wow. That, that's... You, you've got him beat. Yeah, yeah, I, we're past that. And then 1968, we had mentioned this before, the Banana Splits Adventure Hour started. The Banana Splits, I could not get this information, but got, finally found it. It starred Bingo, Drooper, Flegel, and Snorky. Oh, yeah, them. Them. Tra la la, tra la 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 la. That, that's before my time. Sorry. Don't talk to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't, don't talk to yeah, me. I'll turn my mic off now. Yeah, that's that, that's not nice. Okay, fine. Uh, how many hours was Jesus on the cross? That is your trivia question. Uh, 972-445-0770 or text in 214-210-8483 or send an email. David, he must increase. Dot org. Some of you are like, why do you have so much fun? And my answer is, why not? 
I mean, you might as well enjoy this, right? I'm just waiting for that trumpet. I'm just waiting for the Lord to go, and it's like, yay, it's over. I mean, that's 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 the glory moment, right? Okay. All right, I'm looking for my teach. It's in here somewhere. Oh, here it is. Okay. I knew it was among my papers. Matthew chapter 8, verse 5 through 10. This is really, actually, it's kind of important because Thursday we're going to really focus in on, on this particular element, but I want you to listen to me. Sometimes you have faith and it's like a shotgun. And by that, I'm not trying to advocate for guns or anything or against guns or anything. It's just that it's spread out. And sometimes when you spread out your faith, it, does, it doesn't have the same effectiveness as when you zero in your faith. Okay? That's what I want you to be aware of. So spread out faith versus narrow in faith. Matthew chapter 8, verse 5 through 10. When he entered Capernaum, a centurion came forward, appearing to him, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, suffering terribly. And he said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion replied, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only say the word and my servant will be healed. For I too am a man under authority with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come. And he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does that. And when Jesus heard this, he marveled and said that those uh, to those who followed him, truly, I tell you, with no one in Israel have I found such faith. Now, what you need to catch in this, and what I need to catch in this, and what we need to remember in this, is how specific the centurion was in his faith. He comes on the behalf of his worker. Now, I know people have tried to ruin this text by saying this person was this, this person. Oh, just ignore stupid things like that. Don't pay attention to that. The guy comes on behalf of his worker, and Jesus goes, I'll go. Well, let's go. Let's go. We'll pray over him. The guy has such confidence in the authority of Jesus Christ that he tells him, eh, you don't got to go. Just say it. And it will happen. I don't think many of us think that way in regards to God when we're praying, asking the Father, just say yes. This guy's like, Jesus, say it. It'll happen. It'll be done. We're done. I'll be moving on. I've got to go to the next project anyway. Just say it. And it will happen. Now, the question to ask you and me and, and for what for whatever reason this seems to be kind of a focus over this week is what exactly was his faith in keep in mind this is Matthew chapter 8 right so Jesus is getting ready in Matthew 5 6 and 7 to do the sermon on the mount right but remember prior to this his reputation is spreading we talked about that earlier today the reputation of Jesus is spreading so this is relatively shortly after the sermon on the mount by the way that Matthew puts it all together and this centurion has amazing faith but in what he has amazing faith in the authority of Jesus he has an amazing Absolute confidence. Being somebody who understands the power of authority, he's got somebody over him. If he doesn't do what he's told, he gets in a lot of trouble. He's got people under him. If they don't do what they're told, they're going to get in a lot of trouble. People say it, it gets done. People say it, it gets done high above, middle, and below. He knows that Jesus just has to say it, and it will get done. 
and when we get into Thursday, by the way, we're going to talk about this text here, this Acts 3.16. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It was Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has given him this complete healing to him, as you can see. Some of the time that you and I come before the Lord, I think, and, and you can wrestle with this. I mean, you can figure out whether this works for you or not. But sometimes I say to the Lord, just say yes. Say yes. Now, yeah, it's a little bit of, well, that's kind of like a little pleading. Yeah, a little. But it's also really me recognizing that all God has to do is say yes, and it's done. All God has to do is say, yep. Because he has the authority. And so when this guy is dealing with Jesus, he already knows. This is before, by the way, what kind of level of faith this guy has. This is before Jesus has the official position of all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. This is prior to that. Prior to Matthew 28, 18 through 20. But this guy really believed in the authority of Jesus. That, that's the critical point. Do we really believe in the authority of Jesus Christ? That is a very honest and fair question. And if we do actually believe, the Lord tells us that faith that we have, that he's the authority, is amazing faith, and amazing things will happen. How cool is that? All right. All right, let me answer the trivia question. How many hours did Jesus hang on the cross? He started that crucifixion process, started at 9 a.m. It went from 9 to 12. At 12, there was darkness for three hours. After the darkness, Jesus died. It would be from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. or six hours would be the amount of time that Jesus was on the cross. Okay? Ballpark, but as best we got. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A hippocritopotamus. <laughs> Come on. Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. And last but not least, do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Here you go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. 
As promised, we are going to now uh, have our interview with the Apostle Peter. We were fortunate uh, enough to have an interview a couple weeks back with an angel from heaven, and now we've been given permission from the powers on high to go ahead and have an interview with the Apostle Peter. Peter, thank you so much for uh, taking the time for whatever's going on there in the heavenly realms and uh, talking to us. Well, Dave, you're welcome. I'm real glad to see that people are carrying on the work of loving our Lord Jesus Christ and advancing the kingdom. And I'm very, very, very pleased to see that the radio station is moving forward in advancing the Lord Jesus Christ in his lordship, both in uh, personal lives and in corporate lives. It's a great thing for me to see. Well, thank you, Peter. Uh, that's great. And uh, so I guess I want to ask you some basic questions. I'm really breaking this uh, interview down into two separate sections. The first section is kind of before the resurrection, and the second section is kind of after the resurrection, after the ascension. Okay, Dave, that'll be fine. I know exactly what you're trying to accomplish here. Uh, probably unknown to you is that uh, we know exactly where this is going. Well, Peter, I don't want to say that that's kind of scary, but okay. Here's uh, my first question to you, sir. Uh, what are you absolutely the most proud of as a disciple and as an apostle of Jesus Christ? Well, David, that's a great question. The thing that I am absolutely the most proud of was the moment that Jesus asked all of us to identify who he really was. And it was at that moment that I was able to say that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of the living God. That's the actual rock that the church has been built on. I think some people thought that the rock might have been me myself, but it was my confession that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, the Son of the living God. It is that statement of faith that the church has been built upon and that the gates of hell have never nor will ever prevail against. The David Spoon Experience. And if you Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Before we do our trivia, Deborah wanted us to pray for Susie, so we're going to do that real quickly. And I did want to pass along to Deborah that passage I had mentioned her when we were talking is 2 Timothy 2.19. That's the passage that says the Lord knows them that are his, and let everybody that names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. So let's just pray for Susie real quickly, uh, just for everybody. We know that people really need a touch, but let's pray for her real fast. Father, we come before you right now, and we lift up Susie to you, and we just ask you to break down the depression and the discouragement that is fighting against her and speak to her heart the hope that exists in you. In the, the Psalms, David wrote, Why so downcast, O my soul, put your hope in God. And we ask you to move that truth into her mind and her heart so that she can have revival on the inside and call out to your name and be blessed in that process. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okie dokie. Uh, keep her in prayer. Keep everybody in prayer. Keep, you know, you want to keep... Everybody that we know, Gary in prayer and Ace in prayer and, uh, you know, Cordelia and Joanne in prayer and Eric and just everybody and Kirk and Deb, just all of us, just everybody should be praying for everybody. You don't have to list everybody by name. God knows the names. But if there's a burden that while you're praying, if there's something that you're like, oh, I remember this, this is really important to me, then mention that. 
That that's much more like the Holy Spirit directing you in prayer than just your overall recall. The Lord is involved in that process as well. All right. A man called Simon was forced to carry Jesus's cross. Where did Simon come from? Simon from I'm going to leave it right there and let you guys figure out that answer. If you can call in, you'll, we'll give the answer that way. If not, we'll give it, hopefully, uh, to uh, – we'll remember before the exit. <laughs> I'm worse at it than anybody else. This doesn't really matter. Uh, 972-445-0770 or text in 214-210-8483. Kirk got it right away. And then uh, website, uh, I'm sorry, email david at he must increase.org. David at he must increase.org. Uh, should we do the website? Probably should do the website. We need people to visit it. Uh, do me a favor, check out the website, he must increase.org. Website, he must increase.org, he must increase.org. Email david at he must increase.org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. Right, I'm going to skip the uh, word that I was going to do today. We're just going to skip right by that. Uh, I want to talk to you about this portion. I think it's a classic. I think it's something that we all recognize and understand. First uh, Peter chapter 4, verse 7 through 8, kind of like the last little bit there. Uh, now the end of all things is near. Be clear-headed and disciplined for prayer. Above all, keep your love for one another at full strength. Isn't that a great rendition? Above all, keep your love for one another at full strength. <laughs> I just love that. Being a superhero guy, I just think that's the coolest. Okay? All right. All right. We know this. We know that the trumpet is getting closer and closer. However, that's going to break down. Whatever your eschatology, love you, appreciate you, thinks, thinks it's awesome. What we know is getting closer and closer. We do know this. A day with the Lord is a thousand years and a thousand years as is a day. We, we understand that, okay? Not just from the funny joke that everybody tells, but also from the reference that comes from Peter. And we also know that uh, from the Old Testament as well. So the question is, how should we be? I mean, how? okay, well, we can tell the love of many is growing colder and colder. It's getting harder and harder. And so that that's the question we want to answer is, well, then how ought we to be when we go through this process? So somebody is, gonna, is calling in to answer on the trivia if they can. And if they're going to answer, we'll let them do that And because uh, we'll, I'll want to stick on this subject, so we'll probably skip any kind of side notes. Uh, and then we'll come back to this. So somebody answering the trivia? Okay, hold on. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Annika. Hi, Annika. How are you? I'm doing great. How about you? Fantastic, and I appreciate you calling in. All right, great question. Not the easiest question, but a classic. Here you go. A man called Simon was forced to carry Jesus' cross. Where did Simon come from? I'm I'm hoping I've got this right, but I believe it was Cyrenia. Yes, Cyrene. that's Cyrene. That's good right there. 
<laughs> Perfect job. You could, you could have said Cyrenia or Cyrenia or Cyrene. Any of those would have worked. All that would have depended on whether you were from New York, Florida, or Washington. <laughs> so it didn't matter. Uh, excellent, excellent. Did you know right away? Is it something that's like, I yeah. know this one? Yeah. Oh, good yeah. job. It, it came to me, and I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm taking a chance because I didn't look it up. Yeah. Wow. That's very brave of you, but you did it. Excellent job. I think that's fantastic. So, good Well, work. I appreciate what you're doing, and I've learned a lot, and I thank you for uh, your program. I appreciate that so much. That's a, a really nice thing for you to say. I appreciate that. All righty. You have a great day. Okay. God bless. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's nice. All right. Great job. Uh, okay. So, I want to go back to this. Okay. See? Cyrene. No, Cyrene. It's, it just depends. You say tomato, I say tomato. Okay. <laughs> don't don't get me going. <laughs> stay, on, stay on track, Dave. Stay on track. Okay, so how should we be knowing that the end is near? And is, is it near? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's near. So the scripture says something, and I think people, you can't get legalistic on this stuff because you shouldn't be legalistic on anything. You don't want to be a greasy grace person, but you don't want to be a legalistic Larry. Okay, so you don't want you want to stay away from that. There's there's balance there, right? It says the now the end of all things is near. Be clear headed and disciplined for prayer. Okay, clear headed means thinking through and thinking unimpaired. Dave, are you saying that no nobody could ever have a glass of wine? No, <laughs> not, I didn't say that. Okay, but if you're praying, you should be unimpaired. The discipline for prayer is to make sure that you're not just going, do this, Lord. <laughs> it should be genuine. You know what I'm talking about, people. It should be genuine. Now, there's nothing wrong with praying and falling asleep or any of this. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is when you're praying, we talked about this before, there should be less shotgun, more sniper attitude in the sense of focus. Just focus. Just be clear as to what you're pursuing the Lord. Ask and you will receive. Uh, it's not a ballpark general ask. It's a specific ask. You know, Remember what Jesus did. It's just one of those great things. He said, what do you want me to do for you? I mean, that's what he's asking us when we pray. What do you want me to do for you? Now, the guys that he said that to were blind. So you think, well, I think the answer is pretty obvious. Yeah, doesn't matter. Reiterate it, state it, make it clear. Because that's helping you focus. Not the Lord focus, it helps you. And so he says, and, and by the way, I'm not advocating for people to drink or not to drink. I'm just saying what it does and does not mean. And so where it says is clear-headed thinking through and thinking unimpaired. Do not be impaired when you're doing this process and engaging with the Lord. Okay, That's what it's encouraging you to do. And then it says, above all, you know, every time it says that, I, there's people that will say, well, it doesn't really mean above all. <laughs> well, then why is that word there? <laughs> I don't understand. Above all usually means above all. I mean, that's what it means. Both as a priority and as a covering would be a great way to understand that. As a priority and as a covering, loving one another, love one another at full strength. What does that mean? You want to hear a great way to understand that? If you have ever watched a cartoon or if you've ever watched a sci-fi, even if you're not a sci-fi fan, you would get this. Power up in the Lord. That's it. There it is. 
power up in the Lord. You love on uh, by the Father. You're a receiver and a giver of the love of Jesus Christ, and you run on all cylinders through the Holy Spirit. That's what you do. You just love best you can. Now, some people are easier to love than others. That's a reality check that somebody's going to have to. At some point, you got to be honest about that. But that's why you ask the Lord to help you. You love one another at full strength, the, the best that you can. In our society, unfortunately, love means you just accept whatever they do. It doesn't matter. Never say a word. Well, that's fantastic, but it's not biblical. Okay, if you read Hebrews chapter 12, biblical love involves discipline. Okay, that's a part of the process. Sorry, that's what it says. And that's why you need to have the truth because the truth tells you what these things. That's why the truth is the first engine on the train, the first uh, car on the train, because it has to lead everything else. You are supposed to love people, but biblically love people, not not the way politicians talk about love, which is a lie anyway. I mean, everybody knows that. So the idea behind this is to do this in connection with the Lord. You, you and I know the time is getting worse. We know the love of many is growing cold. Ironically, Jesus wants us to be the opposite of what's going cold. And the love is going cold. The love is growing. He wants us to power up in love. Why? That'll make you a lot different than the world, won't it? That'll make you stand out and shine. It's not the love of everything's great for everybody all the time, but it is a genuine love wanting the best for others based on God's definition of what is the best. That's what it is. There you go. That's all you need right there. Okay, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll be back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.